Guys, I'm so excited because today's episode is brought to you by Geometry House. Geometry House towels are the best kitchen, bath, beach, and fitness towels around. I have a couple Geometry House towels. I've had them for like over three years. And let me tell you, not only are they so cute, not only do they work super well and like they're super absorbent, but they hold up so well over time. It like kind of blows my mind. You guys know me. I'm not a fancy person. I don't really like invest in basically anything. So I'll be the first one to tell you that like fancy kitchen towels are not my typical like MO. Like that's not something that like really goes with my personality. But when I tell you I am obsessed, I feel like they get better with time. Like somehow like in the wash, they just get like softer and nicer. They're so cute. I'm so proud to have them in my house. Like I feel like people walk in and they kind of like identify that they're geometry house towels and I get to be like, oh yeah, this is like one of my geometries. I bring them to favorite things parties. I really, really, really love my geometry house towels. And right now I'm so excited because not only do they have like the cutest designs ever right now for Christmas and like for the holidays, but all geometry house towels are 35% off. Using my code WANNACHAT, at geometry.house, that's the website. Instead of like a .com, it's geometry.house. So again, that's code WANNACHAT for 35% off of everything at geometry.house until November 19th. I hear like really good things about their bath towels. That's what I have to try next. Um, And I've heard really, really, really good things about their beach towels. And that's what I'm going to gift myself this month. I'm gonna get myself a nice fancy beach towel. And when I say fancy, I mean, Feels fancy, looks fancy, isn't that expensive because you could get it for 35% off using code WANNACHAT at geometry.house. You're going to love them. Now on with the show. Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary and let me just be the first to say, karma is a guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Is there anything else for us to talk about? Surely there is, but we talk about that at length. We talk about Taylor, we talk about Travis, we talk about everything that needs to be discussed and all of our feelings about it. We talk about the SAG strike ending. We talk about Patrick Dempsey being the hottest man in the world, according to People Magazine. That's actually not the official title. Sexiest man on in the world? World's sexiest man. Most sexiest man. I can't remember the exact terminology, but it's there. We talk about Jeffrey Bezos and Lauren Sanchez's Vogue shoot. We talk about Formula One for a little bit. We talk about Iron Flame. And uh, we talk about a myriad of other topics. So stay tuned. It should be a good one. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's belated episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary. I have my husband, Alex, with me. I, yet again, was just a little flaky, did not find a proper co-host. And I mean, I don't want to make it sound like Alex is improper. He's a great guy, and we're happy that he's here. But normally when he is here, that means that he's doing me a favor because I did not find a guest for the week. So Alex aren't Thank you for being here. You're welcome. It's good to be back. It's been a few, it's a little good. while. Is it really good to be back? Are you like, It's great yes. to be back. Mary asked yes. me to come talk about these topics. Yes. I can come. I'm allowed back. Well, like I was writing out the list of topics and I was like, okay, I could just do this by myself, but I feel like with a couple of the topics... I've been so excited about them and like my thoughts about them have been so unhinged where I really need somebody to ground me and be with me um, to like guide me through this conversation or else each topic, like this is going to be a four hour long podcast. 
Yeah. While let's listening try to, that to avoid one. that. Yeah. I would like to avoid that. You need to be your grounding rod. Yeah. Like I need you to have like a buzzer where it's just like, hey, Mary, shut up. <laughs> Cut um, but anyway, we weren't able to have an episode last week, which was a bummer because we had things to talk about last week. But like my computer just didn't want to work. It was so frustrating. So now here we are, two weeks since our last episode. And boy, has a lot of stuff happened. We've been in kind of a pop culture drought, as you guys know. Like the only thing in like moments of light and meaning has been whatever Taylor Swift decides to bless us with that week. But because there's been the SAG strike, which just ended last Thursday, which we'll talk about. Um, because of the SAG strike, like all of the actors and people have been hiding out. And so we haven't been getting like great, great news. So like the only news that we've been getting are like bummers about like people dying and writing sad memoirs and whatnot. But the SAG strike is over. Big things have been happening and we're going to talk about them all. And the thing is, is like, I don't even know where to begin because like, if I want to rank them in order of importance, I like, I don't know. I feel like I've lived 15 million lives in the last week because last Tuesday, a week from today, a week ago, I'm so tired. A week ago, Iron Flame came out. I read half of the book in one day, the second half of the book the next day. And my life has been changed. I truly like, okay, we'll talk about it more at the end where I could kind of get into more spoiler stuff. But so I feel like I've lived like a huge life since then. I've been in multiple different group chats that are talking all day long. I've learned so many theories and everything about these dang books. So I feel like I'm already on information overload. And then Blondie has the nerve. Taylor Allison Swift has the nerve to go down to Buenos Aires and rock our worlds. Alex, can you do an impression of me getting home from the grocery store on, was it Saturday night? Yes. Again, it seems like 15 lives ago. Getting home from the grocery store on Saturday night, running inside and saying, Piper, I have to show you these videos of what Taylor Swift just did at the concert. She just said karma, uh, karma is my guy in the Chiefs. And I was freaking out. Can you do an impression of no, that? No, I couldn't do no justice. You couldn't do it justice? That, or no. have you, has your brain like repressed that? And I, yeah, I think I was just over that. You were over it before it even began? Yeah. Well, that makes one of us because I'll tell you that I'm never getting over it ever. <laughs> Here's the deal. Okay. So many things to unpack here. We all know. We all know beat by beat what's going on, right? Travis Kelsey went down to Taylor Swift's shows in Argentina. She did have to delay one of her shows because of the rain. So what night was it? It was Saturday night, correct? Yes, I believe it was Saturday night. Because then all day Sunday, I was just reeling, watching every single angle of the night. So many things happened. Number one. There was a fan project at the stadium where fans of Taylor Swift at the concert passed out these signs that said, we will stay, which is in reference to Taylor's song, The Archer, because it says, who could ever love me, darling, but who could stay? Or who could ever leave me, darling, but who would stay? And they passed out these cute signs where thousands of people were holding up these signs saying, we will stay. There's a picture of Travis Kelsey holding up this sign. Everyone's losing their mind. And when I first saw it, I do have to admit, it did give me a little bit of pause because that, like, if that was like a sign that he brought himself, I'm like, okay, we're bordering on cringy here. Because the thing is, is like, so he does the archer pose 
before Taylor Swift entered his life, he like walks out onto the what, what do you call it? The stadium grass field. <laughs> the stadium grass, also known as the field. Um, he walks out onto the field and does like this little archer like pose, like bow and arrow pose. And I guess the the stadium is called Arrowhead Stadium. And so he does like a little archer thing. And then she has the song, The Archer. So like fans have kind of put those two together and been like, oh, here it is. So then when we saw pictures, when I say we, I mean me. When I saw pictures of him holding up the sign that says we will stay, I'm like, cute. But this is bordering on cringy. Like this is like turning into like boy in high school that wears like pink tux to the prom to like take attention away from his date vibes of like cringy you know like uh, i don't even know if that's the right kind of vibe but just like not what i wanted like it was a it was a step too far but then i was comforted by knowing that it was like a fan project and he was just like holding up a piece of paper for a second that was given to him that i can handle that's good and everything else that happened that night boy can i handle it first of all travis kelsey aside she goes up to do the surprise songs and it was a one two three punch she goes up, starts singing, Is It Over Now? Which is a song that I've listened to at least 15 times a day since its release. Piper, my six-year-old, and I, we've learned the dance. I posted a video of us doing it on my Instagram stories. And by the way, I saw that 11 of you guys shared it. And I do have the feeling that you're not wishing me well in sharing it. Um, I'm... I... I'm imagining that I was probably sent to a couple group chats because I mean, game recognizes game. I too would probably share a video of somebody not dancing well and posting for the world to see. So, I mean, like I can't, I can't blame the 11 people that chose to share it. But anyway, I saw that it happened, which is fine. I had fun doing the dance and I now do the dance 15 times a day because I'm always listening to that dang song. But so she's performing that song. And then it comes to the bridge and we're all ready for the dancing part, right? The, did you think I didn't see there were flashing lights part? And then she just hits us with out of the woods, a mashup. We didn't even know that mashups were an option for the surprise songs. So now we're going into the European leg of the tour. Well, we have like the Brazil dates and then I think something else. And then we go to Europe. We're running out of surprise songs, right? But now mashups have entered the chat. We have to worry about mashups now. And I can't even think of other ones. Like what are um, what are some like good Taylor Swift mashups that people put together? I'm going to need some time. Alex, can you think of any? I know that you can. Trouble can't. and the goats. Yeah, she's going to sing I Knew You Were Trouble yes. and bring that goat out from the 2012 YouTube video. Yes. That's, that is what I'm referring to. I'm glad that you picked up on that. Anyway... So that was a great moment. And then she goes on and she sings Endgame on the piano, which, by the way, has been my preferred like mental arrangement. I'm like, I really hope she sings Endgame one day because I think that this would be a really nice, cute song, like acoustic or broken down on the piano. And then she provided. There was also a big rumor that Ed Sheeran was in the crowd that night. I've never seen anything that backs that up. But when she starts doing Endgame, I'm like, all right, when's the redhead going to come out? Like, when's that'd, he- be, that'd be cool. I'd be down for that. It would be cool. I'm very sad that we didn't go to the concert here in Vegas because he brought out Brandon Flowers and they did Mr. Brightside. Brandon Flowers is our guy. We love That'd him. That'd be cool. Um, 
he did that because he had to like cancel his show last minute like a month ago like Ed Sheeran was supposed to perform everybody was at the stadium and then like right before the show was supposed to start OSHA said like you can't do it something's not safe here so they had to cancel reschedule for a month later and then he brought Brandon Flowers out as a apology and that's probably other than bringing out Taylor Swift that's probably the second person I'd be the most excited to see I think like more than anybody like I think if I'm trying to think of anybody that I'd be more excited to see than Brandon Flowers from The Killers. Even though I think I saw him at a Del Taco once. <laughs> yeah. We do live in the same town, but I would be very excited to see him. Um, anyway, that was a tangent. But Ed Sheeran was not there. She sung Endgame, so that was very great. But then <sighs> she performs Karma. We all know this. Like, I don't have to go over beat by beat, right? Karma is a guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. No thoughts, only that. I'm going to be thinking of that for forever. But now what I'm going to be thinking about is, like, how planned in advance. So, like, the dancers, when she said that, the dancers heard it through their in-ear because you could tell that there was, like, a slight delay. Like, they didn't react immediately, but, like, they reacted because, like, they have, like, a delay on, like, their in-ear thing that they have that like plays a song at like the same like like with i'm trying to describe this right you guys all know what i'm saying when you are performing there's a delay when you sing into your microphone and whatnot so you have these in-ear monitors that keep you on time right Mm -hmm. so like you could see that they reacted with the delay so that makes me think that the dancers didn't know that it was happening there's the clip of scott swift and Travis Kelsey in the VIP tent. And Scott is just, first of all, he's wearing a Kansas City Chiefs lanyard with his like VIP access pass. So that's something we can unpack, but I just don't have like the mental bandwidth to do it because I also don't love Scott Swift. I love what he's given us. Don't really love the man. Um, But he's just staring at Travis Kelsey. And then Taylor says like, karma's a guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. And then like, Scott Swift loses it, but like you could tell he's staring at Travis like expectedly. So Scott Swift knew it was going to happen. There's this weird theory on uh, TikTok, and I think people are really taking it too far where I'm like, this is true just like fan fiction at this point. People are like, I think what happened is that Travis Kelsey loves to make bets with people. Here's his like history of making bets. I think he made a bet with scott swift and then scott swift won the bet so he looked at travis and now travis is is going to do the bejeweled dance on the field on sunday and i'm like guys get off tiktok go to a creative writing workshop like that's where you belong like not not here your talents are wasted on tiktok go make some money because you're just like writing fiction at this point like there's no way i mean i'm not gonna say there's no way but like the fact that people got this whole like bet narrative from a five second clip is very you know puzzling to me alex aren't as somebody who i hate to say it does not care about this how many angles of the video have you seen uh 0.2 i think i've seen what what one in like so maybe looking over at your phone and i was like see so I don't... You watching one and then immediately you're on your ignored. phone like so alex isn't like very much on social media but you are on your phone you know close close in hours of screen time to me i would say you're always on cougar board which is a byu fan forum or you're always on espn or you're looking at ksl news for 
which is news of a town that we don't live in, in a state that we don't live in anymore. You are always on your phone and you're telling me that you've only seen a split second of this clip? Yes. So like Joe Schmo, like this isn't like a super, super, super. No, this would never cross my feed. Never? No. Not a single person on Cougar Board talked about this? No. No BYU fans were like, hey, this is crazy. Nope. My goodness. That is so sad. Nope. I don't like it, but I do like that she... Although there have been memes and funny things, but nothing related to this specific incident. So you're just saying that there's funny memes on Cougar Board? No, I sent you one. (laughs) I sent you one. You sent me a meme about the show Escaping Twin Flames that we watched. No, I sent you something else. What was it? It was it was a meme of Travis Kelsey and his brother in college. A photo okay. of them just Oh, and the one saying like one of these guys is gonna be dating Taylor Swift. Yeah, one, one of these guys is dating Taylor Swift. The other one is like on the list for Sexiest, sexiest Man. Of man. The and we'll get to that in a second. It's just hilarious because They both don't look cute. They in that both photo. are not attractive guys in that photo. Let me just say, <laughs> I'm so attracted to Travis Kelsey. It was hilarious. I'm so attracted to him and like his whole vibe. He just seems like a really, really good, solid dude. And he's got an interesting story, history. What is it? That he got kicked off of his college team and he was like done with football way back in the day. Like hmm. he was talented, but he. Just couldn't really hack it, so I don't know. It seemed like he was just gonna be working a whatever job, but then oh, whatever job. It, if it, if you're I not in the NFL, you loser. No, like I don't think he was like a good student, but I don't I don't know that much. But so his the story is his brother convinced the coach to give him another chance at and college. He, yes, at college, and he came back, and he ended up being like a star eventually. Mm-hmm. But and now he did quit football. And now he's at one point probably up there. If you did a ranking of the five most popular athletes today, of the five five most famous athletes in America right now, do you think Travis Kelsey would be on that list? Maybe top ten. I truly think that he'd be in the top five. I don't think so. Like in cultural comedy, maybe. Like if you know. took, if you took a hundred people. And you had no, them all list out their five, the five most famous athletes right now. You don't Maybe. think that Travis Kelsey would be on 70% of those lists? I don't think so. From like actual sports people? No, no. I'm just saying at random. I'm saying if you walk into a sports Costco fans? and you round up 100 people and you I say, hey... I- Write out the five most popular sports people. I don't athletes, think so. But... So they're called. Because like if I were to do that, I would say Travis Kelsey, LeBron James, Aaron Rodgers, Jason Kelsey. Like, I don't know. I can't even name five. Um, Danny Ricardo. That's who I got. But I don't think that he's the most famous. Because also, I think Lewis F one guy, but I think that oh. Lewis Hamilton okay, gotcha. is more famous. 
Louis? I'm pretty sure it's Louis. Um, or Tom Brady. Okay, yeah, like I don't so. Know my F1. Famous people, I'd say Travis Kelsey, Tom Brady, LeBron James. Yeah, those are gonna be way above. Steph Curry. Yeah, way above Travis Kelsey. There's no right now. Yeah. If you took a poll of yeah. people right now, I think so. I'm gonna ask this on that. I just want to chat tomorrow. Anyway, okay. people mes- message in your your answers. I don't want to go down this route too for too long, because there was still one more gift that we got that night. So she exits the stage, and people that have like the worst seats in the house, aka where I sat in the LA shows, like the seats like behind the stage, you can see her walking off the stage normally, and she'll normally stop and she'll kind of like wave at everybody and blow some kisses and, um. Sometimes, like, she'll get, like, a glass of champagne or whatever, and you just kind of get, like, an extra little 45 seconds of Taylor Swift if you're sitting way back there. On the show, she ran off the stage and into Travis Kelsey's arms, gave him a big old smooch in front of everybody. I keep going back and forth. He was... If he would have been standing 10 feet back, he would have been concealed from the public view. Like, it's he was standing right outside of, like, this little tent thing. So if he would have, like, gone back a little bit further, she could have ran straight to him, and then it wouldn't have been public, whatever. But then again, this was a very, very adorable kiss, but, like, looked kind of just like a real life kiss. Like, like yeah, like, they were kind of putting on a show, but it didn't seem like that choreographed, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how planned it was, but I think that they were both into it. And I think that they were both. I mean, you don't go on stage and say karma is the guy in the chiefs coming straight home to me. And you don't fly down to Argentina if you're like not willing to be seen and play along with the whole thing. Right. Um, I was like listening to the jam session podcast, which is one of my favorite pods ever. And they were saying like, I think Travis Kelsey was embarrassed by the karma is the guy in the chiefs. And I'm like, he's eating this up. He talks about this all the time. And like, and he, again, like toes the line between cringy and like just supportive and happy to be there. He's obviously eating it up, you know? And maybe he lost a bet. Just kidding. I, again, do not subscribe to that theory. Thank you very much. Um, so anyway, there's that. Alex, do you have anything to add? Just remembering the story, I think he might have actually gotten kicked off the team. Oh my gosh. But I, I, should, Circling, really, I, should, really, back. I should really review my facts before. Has he played on any other NFL teams other than no, the Chiefs? I don't think, no, I think he's been with the Chiefs his whole career, so. So you're saying he's loyal? Uh, not necessarily. NFL is a little bit more... The teams have a lot of control. So if they want you, it's hard to. Hmm. Like NBA, you can like, the players have a lot more power to do whatever they want. NFL, you're kind of stuck if you're a really good player and the team doesn't want you to leave. And I think you're also stuck if you're like not an amazing player. I follow this girl. Yeah, yeah. It's very Allison competitive. Cooch. I think that's her last name. And her husband plays for the Raiders, Isaac. And she's like a TikTok. She's like with the most like famous TikTok wife. They moved to Las Vegas 
I message her constantly. She's pregnant. I'm like, you have to see Dr. Wilkes at Desert Perinatal Associates. Tell him that I sent you, which is like so embarrassing that I'm sending her these messages all the time. But I'm like, and like they live in Southern Highlands. They live like two neighborhoods over from us. Does that make me sound creepy that I know exactly where they live? But like they've posted videos and I've seen them drive by. So I'm like, okay. Oh, so you're, you're right there. I'm very close to you. Anyway, long story short, they have been traveling around constantly moving like four times a year because he's on that he's in the nfl but he's like on the outskirts of the teams like he's either getting signed to like practice squads or like oh they put him on the 53 man roster and then they like drop him yeah and that just like it the cycle continues over and over and over and over again and then today she's giving birth in four weeks i hope she got my messages about dr wilkes but she just posted today like Isaac was released from the 53-man roster today. Tomorrow we'll find out if they want to, like, keep him for practice squads or something or if he just needs to go find a different practice squad somewhere. But this is his seventh year in the NFL. What would you, Alex Arndt, advise him to do with his career seven years in the the NFL where he gets dropped from teams four times a year? That just seems really tough for me, but... Like, would you say after year seven, you'd be like, okay, so now you're going to move on to greener pastures? I don't know. I feel like it really depends on the person, how much. So he posted his pay that he's making 300000 a game. That's not bad. I mean, I know, it's but not I'm great. Saying, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, does he that, have to play football? I does feel, he have to continue to do it? I think it's, it's probably he just really likes something that he must really like to do. You think he you're thinking he's doing it for the love of the game. Yeah, that's what I would think. I am going to check really fast. But um, I I know this isn't great podcasting cuz it it really sounds like it would be really hard if you're on the edge of the roster or whatever. She has 2.9 million followers on Insta- or on TikTok. And then let's see him. And he has two million on TikTok. She could be making thirty thousand a post on TikTok. And he could be making as a man with female followers. With two million he could be making twenty-five thousand ish. That's probably a little high. Um per post. So, like, they don't have to be doing this for a long time. They could just lean into the content creation. And that would be my advice, yeah. I think, because... Might be good advice. But... I feel like if anybody I knew or loved was playing football, I'd want them to not play football. Yeah, it's not, a, the, the it's not a joke. Yeah. Will we the let our health. sons play football? We have two of them, just by the way. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but... <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going to try... It seems pretty... There's so many other sports that they could play where they don't get head blows. Yes, yeah. And I do like their little heads. <laughs> they're, they're really cute. A lot cute. of negatives, I feel like. Yes. Um, okay. Oh, and then that kind of brings me to a, a topic that... Um, I, I just have like two little influencer things that I want to talk about really fast. Or I guess three influencer things. I mean, one is a non 
update update of the eight passengers Ruby Frankie drama. She had a hearing today in court. Um, and it looks like she's been moved into like the general population now based on like, this is just stuff that I've read on TikTok comments. So she had another court date today. And I guess this court date was about a speeding ticket that she got on her way to St. George when everything went down with her children and when the police found out that she was, you know, holding her children as prisoners duct taped in a basement, um, she was speeding down to the situation. And so the court hearing was about the speeding, I guess, but her clothes, like her prison jumpsuit had changed. So people in the comments said like, okay, she's now like in general population. And this means that we'll probably find out more about her and her situation soon. Um, they've like concealed a lot of the records and like a lot of like the court information. Normally, if this was a normal true crime case, I mean, I'm not a true crime aficionado, but my understanding is normally we would know more about this if the case was just all like involving adults, but it is not. Um, so they've they've kept a lot of things under wraps. As they should, you know, it's great. But so people on TikTok were saying now that she's in like general population, people will leave and then they'll give us some info about her. So there's that. That's that's cool, I guess. I I hate her, but, you know, would would like updates about the situation. Um, okay, number two, influencer think. Oh, this is really random, but I asked this question on my Instagram about a week ago. And I got no answers. So this is just a public plea. And this is not snark, okay? So do not come at me saying that I'm like snarking on influencers. I'm not doing that. But does anybody here follow Tiffany Hewton Huffington? How do you say it? Turtle Creek Lane's daughter, Tiffany. I have a question. I saw her Instagram of her Halloween costumes. How? Let me figure out how you pronounce her last name. I think it's Houghton. Houghton? I don't know. Um, anyway, she has over half a million followers on Instagram. Good for her. She posted her family Halloween costume. Very cute. They were all bumblebees because there was a recent bee issue in her mom's house where I guess... There was a giant hive of bees in the walls of her mom's house. And if you're not familiar with Turtle Creek Lane, they are very rich billionaire or billionaire adjacent people in living in Dallas. And she decorates her house like to insane, bigger than Disneyland levels. But somehow, someway, there was a huge beehive in the walls of her home. And so they made their family Halloween costume bumblebees, which was really cute. But my question is, so little baby was a bumblebee. Mom and grandma, Turtle Creek Lane, also bumblebees. Dad and grandpa, both beekeepers. Cute. The dad, Tiffany's husband, I forget what his name is. Um, I have heard him referred to as her platonic roommate that's mean but that's what my friend m doodles and stuff calls her or calls him on tiktok and i always get a little giggle out of it um his costume doesn't make any sense to me so 
he's wearing a beekeeper outfit, but he has a tool belt on. Not even a tool belt, but just a bunch of baby bottles taped along his waist. Empty baby bottles. And I've been trying to figure out why. Why? Why the baby bottles? And I've scoured the comments. I've asked publicly. I've said, hey, guys, does anybody know what the baby bottles are about? Because the only thing I could think of is like, okay, he's a beekeeper and he's like collecting milk for mom. But like, that's weird. And like, why bring... I mean, breastfeeding is beautiful, right? It's so beautiful. But like, we don't need to bring it into the Halloween costume beekeeper situation. Like, I don't want to think of this man keeping her milk. You know what I mean? Um, That's the only thing I could think of, though. So if anybody has any answers, I would love that. Um, But I also just love to to think about this family because he gave me one of my favorite influencer moments, possibly of all time. She made a video of her telling him that she's pregnant. And I I wonder if I could, if you want to message me on Instagram, I will send you a a copy of this video. I don't want to post it in my stories or anything, but he, like Tiffany made a video showing him that she's pregnant. And he goes, congrats, congratulations. And then she just says multiple times, you did that, boy. You did that. And it's just a delightful, delightful, delightful video. And it's mean of me to say it's so delightful because, I mean, I'm not saying it with the purest of intentions or kindness in my heart, you know. Like, there is a little bit of a level of snark there, but it is a, it is something else. So if you if you want that footage, just, just send me a message. Um, what else? I have just on my notes, influencer rant. What could this be about other than the baby bottles and eight passengers? What could it be? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Random quick rant. I am seeing something happening on the internet more and more often. And it's very, Alex just came to sit back down with us. I'm seeing something on the, on the internet with influencers more and more often. That's really giving me some pause. I am seeing people being very offended constantly about how they are being copied online. And let me just be the first to say, there are real situations where people are copied, where jokes are stolen or whatever. I too have had things like that where like I I make stuff and then I immediately see it reposted on somebody else's Instagram story using like the same phrasing or whatever. So like copying, yes, like blatant stealing, plagiarism. Some might call it. Yes, that's a real thing. But I keep like falling down these little TikTok and Instagram like rabbit holes of creators being like, I came up with this aesthetic or like I edit my photos in this way. And now these girls are following are like editing it in this same way. And I'm here today on the I Just Want to Chat podcast to make a public proclamation and plea to the world of influencers Somehow you've lost the plot because if people are copying you, then you've done your job. You've influenced. The influencing has been done. You've influenced people and now they're following your trend. Like you cease to exist if people aren't being influenced by you. And like I, like one of the weird TikTok things I saw, it was like this girl and she was like, this creator, and the girl had like 12,000 followers, and this girl had like 200,000. Like, this girl, she's been like copying everything I do. She edits in the same way, and she poses in the same way as me. And I'm like, okay, so then 
job done. You, you've done your job. You've influenced. So anyway, that's just my little rant. I just want to remind influencers that keep getting mad about um, copying situations that uh, that's that's the point here. Alex, do you have anything to add about that? I don't think so. And like, and I mean, I understand. So the thing is, it's like information on the Internet is all communal. There's very, very little anything that could ever be like original. You know, it's all one big hive mind. And you really, really, really can't get after people for being like, oh, this person's wearing similar clothes to me. Like, yeah, they are. Because you're cool and they're, and they're cool and this is what cool people are wearing, you know? So anyway, that's just a little rant. Um, let's look at our topics. Okay, oh, we were blessed today by a Jeffrey Bezos and Lauren Sanchez Vogue spread shot by world-renowned photographer Annie Leibowitz. Um, you might remember her. I mean, she's one of the most famous photographers alive, but she is famously, in my eyes, the one that took the um, those pictures of Miley Cyrus when she was 15 with, with with no shirt on. Like, she just had, like, a blanket up, and then she was in Vogue, like, looking. I'm, I'm doing the pose right now, but this is not a visual medium, so you're just going to have to, like, trust me on this one. You've all seen the photo, right? If not, I'll, I'll post it on my stories or whatever, but... She's she's sometimes a controversial photographer, but she's known as like the most respected. So they did like a full spread and they did an actually like very, very good like profile on Lauren Sanchez. They talked about how she's like a really good gift giver and they like gave some examples of how she's a good gift giver. And then they talked about um, Jeff Bezos's space explorations. Alex, have you ever dove into this? Not really. Did you know that Jeffrey Bezos has been designing a clock that's going to keep time for 10,000 years underground. Jeff Bezos underground clock. Okay, I'm going to read. Welcome to the 10,000 year clock. We are building a 10,000 year clock. It's a special clock designed to be a symbol, an icon for long-term thinking in the monumental scale it's of monumental scale inside of a mountain in West Texas. The father of the clock is Danny Hills. Is this the same one? Is he just funding this? Long story short, the pictures of this are kind of insane. This is a picture of the 10,000-year clock. Again, not wow. a visual medium. I'll post it on my story. But he talked about that. He talked about... Don't they have atomic clocks? I don't know what they have, and I don't know what an atomic clock is. I saw Oppenheimer, but I'm not not sure. Not sure. Anyway, it's a delightful spread. I went over my favorite Jeffrey Bezos moments on my Instagram stories today. And, I mean, nothing matches up to the Alive Girl text that, that he sent Lauren Sanchez while he was still married. Um, nothing, nothing matches up to the text where it's like, I want to get drunk with you, just a little drunk, not totally drunk. And I want to be with you. I want to live with you. I want to be with you. Those are my favorite. But then also, I reshared that clip of Lauren Sanchez talking to Leonardo DiCaprio next to Jeff Bezos. And Lauren Sanchez is laying it on thick with Leo, as anybody would, as I would, as anyone on earth would. If you get in his general vicinity, you're just like, I mean, I would imagine that the dude is magnetic. <laughs> Uh, at 49 years old. He just had a star-studded 49-year-old birthday party. Did you know that? Nope. Did not know that. At that party, guess who left together? Chris Rock with 
Olivia Wilde in the same car. What do we think that means? Don't know. Do you know who Olivia Wilde is? Yes. And you do know who Chris Rock is? Yes. Keep my wife's name. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I mean... The short guy. Isn't he? Short! That's Kevin Hart, Alex. Oh, that's true. That's very embarrassing. But I know who it is, though. Come on, Alex. You have a comedy background and you can't identify Chris Rock. <sighs> no, I know Chris Rock. Anyway, that was a tangent. Go read the Vogue profile. It's very, very, very... It's a good read. And the pictures are really something else. Because they really leaned into the New Mexico of it all. And... They really, really did something to his bicep. I'm not going to accuse him of Photoshop, but I am going to accuse him of Photoshop. Something was enlarged <laughs> in this photo. And I'm going to show it to Alex. L- look at that. Like, there's just something going on right there where I'm like, uh, I mean, other. If that's not enlarged, then what is Jeff Basil do- doing? And like, what is he training for? Because that's. He ripped. Why would you want to be that ripped? It doesn't look that big. Alex, aren't that is huge. No. My goodness. Um, but they do seem very, very, very in love. Like, I feel like I have a good BS detector for when people are like just kind of playing it up and when people are like genuinely in love. I really think that they're like together in love. What do you think? Sure, for now. I think I think that they're endgame. In the yeah. in the words of Zayden Ryerson, if anybody else has read Iron Flame. I don't know. It's just I feel like it would just be hard if you're that rich to ever well, really know. Mm, she's had a lot of like rich romantic entanglements. So I feel like I mean obviously nothing as big as him. Yeah. But honestly, it seems like he's very happy, and if she's using him for his money and he's happy, yeah, great, cool. Transaction done. They're both going to have a great life, you know? Yeah. Um. Okay. What else do we got here? Okay. Oh, um, Alex, do you already know who the people's sexiest man alive is for this year? Yeah, I saw that. Who is it? You tell, I want to know if you know. In what world do you think that I don't know? Even if this wasn't a podcast, like even if this, this was just us, if this was us, just us like chatting at Texas Roadhouse or something. I just I want to see if you agree. It's Patrick or Dempsey. Or if this is 20 years too late. It's Patrick Dempsey. I do still think that he's very attractive. Yes, but. I have questions about his past. Oh, yeah, that. He does give me what pause. What posted was very disturbing. So Patrick Dempsey was awarded was named as the people's sexiest man alive and like there's there's a lot of layers to this first of all the fact that he was named at all because he was named during the sag strike normally this is like they grab a bradley cooper type character who is promoting a movie and then they have him do this patrick dempsey was one of the only um he he's in one of the only movies that had a sag after an interim agreement meaning that they were able to promote their movie during the strike because it was under a production house called Neon that was abiding by all the strike rules. 
Anyway, so they grabbed Patrick Dempsey because he could promote that movie. So it was already like slim pickings because they weren't able to pick from any actors for the most part. And nobody is really participating in the people's sexiest man alive thing unless they're getting something back from it. Um, like promotion, you know? Anyway, so that's kind of like how we got there. Patrick Dempsey, there's just a lot going on there. I mean, first of all, there's his marriage, his first marriage. I posted about it on my Insta story. I could repost if you want to. I said I was going to deep dive into it. Maybe I'll do that. My day tomorrow is going to be really wild, but like maybe on Friday we'll do a Patrick Dempsey deep dive, a PDDD, PDDD. Um, anyway, don't know why I felt like I had to make that acronym, but he was married to somebody that he met when he was 18, um, got married, uh, to her. She was 43, I believe. And she was his best friend's mom. And the way that they got married, like they got married and she very quickly became like decision maker something for him like very similar to like a conservatorship like I don't know how it happened like like I'll have to pull up all the receipts and stuff but just for my brain she was able to get like a lot of authority over him in their marriage somehow and then like it ended and she did all these accusations of him brutally domestic like brutally abusing her And those claims were found, like, just straight up, like, not true. Like, they were investigated thoroughly, and then, like, there there was, like, conversation of her having to pay damages and all this stuff because they were just, like, made-up stories. But, I mean, according to the law, allegedly made-up stories, I guess. Anyway, so crazy marriage. But then there's also, like, stories about Isaiah Washington saying that, like, Ellen Pompeo you know, Meredith Gray from Gray's Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Washington is his name, right? The guy who plays Dr. Burke. I, I believe so. Um, he said that Ellen Pompeo has had to sign like $30 million NDAs to help cover up how horrible Patrick Dempsey was like on set and to her and like how crazy he was. But he just seems like a good guy. So I don't know what to believe when it comes to Patrick Dempsey. I'm conflicted every time I look at him. I think he's hot. He's attractive. Is he my sexiest man alive? No. <laughs> he's standing right next to me. Just kidding. I mean, like, there's like a whole long list of people, but no one else that's promoting a movie right now. But I mean, he is in the movie with Adam Driver, and I would put Adam Driver above him on hot levels, but I know that many don't agree. Many have been misguided, hoodwinked, uh, bamboozled, and led astray to thinking that that I'm that Adam Driver isn't hot. Um, speaking of the SAG strike is over. Can I get a hell yeah? He won't repeat that. He doesn't cuss. Yeah. So yeah, that's exciting. Leo, by the way, our son, um, said what the hell today. I have it on camera. And then he knew immediately that he said something bad because he said, what the hell? Hecko. Hecko, what the hecko? Hecko. Like, and he was like, he knew that he said something bad. And I was like, Leo, what did he just say? And he goes, I don't know. And then I took up my camera and I was like, Leo, what did you just say while you were coming up the stairs? And he goes, What the hell? So there's that. There's our four year old. 
Where did he pick that up from? Don't know. Couldn't be me. Wasn't me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> it, it was most definitely. Sorry. Sorry, Leo. Um, anyway, the SAG strike is over. But it's not officially, officially over, actually, because it hasn't been. So they were able to end the strike, but the agreement hasn't been voted upon. And according to things I'm seeing, they did not get as good of a strike deal as the WGA got. So the WGA, the Writers Guild, got basically everything they wanted. The Screen Actors Guild made a lot of concessions. And like their big sticking point for the strike was the threat of AI. And how, how do they as actors overcome the threat of AI? And... It turns out, like, now that the contract language has been released, there's not that many protections about, against AI. Like, they they weren't really able to pull it off, but they just conceded to the studios. I feel like there's not much they could do with that. Yeah, they can. Too nebulous. Well, like, they could just Too say... Too unknown. Well, no, like, they could just say, you cannot produce a movie that has any kind of sex... SAG actors on it where you have AI being used. Yeah, but what studio is going to go for that? Studios that want to keep... Because if they would have stayed firm, like that's what they're saying. They're like, oh, why did you... So the actors in the union, they're not the ones that decided that like, hey, strike is over. We made an agreement. So the the union leaders make the agreement. They say, hey, strike is over. And then they release the terms after that, you know? So, and, like, they wanted all these actors to automatically, like, have in their contract protections against, like, hey, you're not going to mine all of my content later to make, you know, a movie starring Tom Hanks 30 years from now, but he looks like how he did in that thing you do, you know? You know what I mean? Although I would, I would accept it. <laughs> I, I could think of worse ways for AI to be used, if you know what I mean. Um, anyway, so the SAG strike is over, which is nice. Um, oh, personal update. Robert Pattinson and Suki Waterhouse are having a baby. Pregnancy confirmed. On our last episode, I did talk about the fact that we didn't know for sure. She did wear like an empire waist dress to a red carpet. But then there were like these weird rumors that maybe she was faking it. And then like she like was following some parenting accounts, but... The parenting accounts, like, weren't really, like, baby ones. Like, it was just kind of, like, as if she searched, like, parenting and then, like, grabbed some accounts and they were, like, parenting teen. Like, like it was kind of weird. But then her and Robert Pattinson took, like, four different paparazzi walks lately. Um, the baby bump is there. She just did, like, a crop top one where, like, you could see really where the baby bump is. Um, congratulations to the happy couple. I am filled with joy over this news. It is very, 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 very good. I wonder what's going to happen to her. Not that anyone's career has to stop after having a baby, but I feel like she's supposed to go on tour soon. I thought that she was going to be opening up for Taylor Swift personally in Europe. That was my guess because Taylor Swift like randomly just like gave a little mini interview to a magazine about Suki Waterhouse, like Suki Waterhouse was the cover star for like some random small magazine, but they were able to get Taylor Swift to like make a blurb about her. And whenever Taylor Swift comes out of the woodwork for this, it's because she has like something to personally gain. And it's always like, oh, I'm going to publicly support this artist. 
oh, it's Ice Spice. Ice Spice, ha she's actually going to be in this Karma remix with me. Or like, hey, I'm going to cover this Vance Joy song on BBC Radio 1 in 2014. Live Lounge? Yeah, in the BBC Radio 1 Live Lounge. Um, and it was because he was going to be opening up for the 1989 tour. So she gave this random blurb out of nowhere about Suki Waterhouse to this magazine. So I'm like, okay, Suki is definitely playing the UK shows. And now... I mean, she could do whatever she wants while she's pregnant. People work while they're pregnant all the time, but I just, I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, so there's that. That's my personal update for the week. <laughs> because I've watched this story in this relationship like a hawk for the last six years. Every day on Twitter, searching Robert Pattinson, Suki Waterhouse, just to see what's up. It's just a fun hobby. I have like four people that I cycle through on Twitter. Alexander Skarsgård, the the news has run dry. I haven't been able to find out anything about him for like months. So he's uh, he's now off the rotation. I need new people to stalk. Does anybody have any ideas? Let yeah, me know. Yeah, your new victim. Um. Oh, I another personal update. I decided that I'm going to learn everything about the artist Jeff Buckley. I just started listening to him because I I saw a cover of one of his songs and then I was like, I wonder what the real song sounds like. And then I, so then I searched it and then I found a TikTok about his death. Did you know how he died? He died by drowning. Oh. But it's kind of ominous because he had a song about how he's going to die by drowning years before that. Um, so then I was just searching him on Spotify. Spotify now provides audiobooks for free. And I typed in Jeff Buckley and there's a five hour uh, autobiography, or not autobiography, Five-hour biography about Jeff Buckley. So I'm going to listen to that. That's my personal update. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'll, I'll keep everyone updated. Um, anyway, oh, this is another just random story that I just found out about. Um, I was watching clips of the Call Her Daddy podcast that had Holly Madison and Bridget. Um, what is her last name? From Girls Next Door. You know, the, the Playboy bunny. And now I'm going to be typing in Bridget Playboy onto my phone. This is a risky Google. Okay, I don't even know how to pronounce this name. Bridget M- Markart? How would you pronounce that? Markart. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it was her and Holly on a podcast. And they were talking about how crazy uh, life was at the Playboy Mansion, whatever. And this is sad, but also a crazy fact. They would have to replace the plumbing periodically, like replace all the pipes at the Playboy Mansion because the girls all had bulimia so bad to stay skinny and it eroded the pipes. The stomach acid eroded the pipes. So like every like seven years or so, they would have to replace the pipes at the Playboy Mansion. Is that crazy? That bulimia was so widespread there. And, like, this was, like, early 2000s where it was, like, Nicole Richie. Like, everybody was, like, so, so, so tiny. So, like, everyone kind of in that scene was, like, heavily disordered for the most part. Wow. Sounds like they're using the wrong kind of pipes. <laughs> that's your reaction? Oh, that's so sad that so many women yes, felt like they had to do that. Quite uncomfortable. Yes, but I cannot believe that about the pipes. But that's going to be one of my new fun facts, which isn't fun. But, you know, it's like, did you know that the Playboy Mansion 
of these pipes replaced. Anyway, so there's that. Um, okay, let's see what else do I have on here. Um, Formula One is in Las Vegas. They're going to start their races on tomorrow night. There's a practice, and I saw tickets for it for like $107. So I was like, Alex, should we go? But he doesn't want to. Um, but it's in our town. It's very close. Traffic will be impacted. Lies will be sure. impacted. I'm wondering what celebrities will be here. That's my... They're seeing lots of rich people from Europe, right? I don't care about them. Unless they're Maybe of some... royal blood. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there probably are. Do you think Prince Harry will be here? I don't know. Does he like F1? I don't know. Let me see. Here, riff for a second. I'm going to Google <laughs> Prince Harry. But I feel like... I don't know. Like Monaco people, I think it's big in mm -hmm. that area. Okay, he was just at the um, Formula One Grand Prix in Austin, like two weeks ago. So if he'll go to Austin, surely he will go to Las Vegas. So how do I find him? Just kidding. He's not on. Like I don't need to meet him. I think. I think if you said like, "Hey, Mary, you could make a dinner party of twenty famous people." I don't He would not make the cut. He would be a thought, but I would I would put people above him. For sure, I think. I might might put Kate Middleton in there just cuz I would like the prestige of having her around. But but that's just me, you know? Anyway, so I guess I didn't really have news about that. Uh but just Formula 1 is happening. It's inconvenienced all of our lives for a long time. Um other thing that's inconvenienced our lives, let's talk about fourth wing now. Um, okay. This is now going to be a spoiler conversation. I'm just going to keep it to three minutes because, I mean, Alex hasn't listened. So if you haven't finished Iron Flame yet, this is your cue. Have a good day. Rate, rate and review the podcast, please. It would really help me. Um, and yeah, but now, Iron Flame people. Holy crap. Let me just first be the one to say... I'm thoroughly pleased. Obviously, I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody in the story ever, but, like, it's a book, so, like, bad things are going to happen. So I'm not mad about the ending. I'm frustrated that, like, I can't find out what happens immediately after, you know, but alas, it is a book. I understand. I am not a big reader. I don't read constantly. I have noticed that the complaints from people or criticisms from people who are readers have been like, this isn't a well-written book. Did AI read write this? What's going on here? I know a lot of people haven't been appreciating the writing or the story or where she's been taking it. But I, on the other hand, have. I'm really enjoying it. I have now read it twice. I'm almost done with my second reread. Or my first reread. So my second time through. I knew Zayden, Violet, or Sloane was going to end up being Venom. I thought maybe Sloane would like be Venom and then they would have to kill her and then that'd be like the big emotional thing. Like one of them would have to kill her and then two would just have all this extra guilt about like Liam and whatnot. Like I feel like chapter 60 something, like once a battle began, I was like, okay, it's pretty clear one of them are going to end up being Venom, right? Um, I hate that it had to be Zayden, but you know, it is what it is. I believe that the third book will be 
Violet is going to get a second signet from Indarna. Uh, Rebecca Yaros has already said that her second signet has manifest in the story. I know a lot of people on TikTok have been saying that the second signet is going to be her communicating with spirits or like the gods or something and like resurrecting people from the dead. First of all, let me be the first one to say, I don't want that. Please keep that away from my books and my life. That's like very multiversal. I don't want anyone to ever come back from the dead. Please keep it away from me. Although I did like the Liam hallucinations. That was very nice to have him back around. Um, but people think that Violet will be able to like get the venom out of Zayden that way. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. I think I saw this TikTok theory that Violet's second signet is going to be that she could amplify people's signets around her. And because there were a couple times in the book where like Rhiannon would be like, whoa, I've never been able to do that before. Or like someone else would be like, oh, I didn't know. Like I've never made that much ice before or something, you know? So I have a feeling that's what's going to be. I think maybe she'll be able to like play off of Brennan's mending signet and like amplify it so he could mend the soul to like make Zayden better or something. Like she'll be able, all will be well at the end. You know, like things are going to be fine with them. But my deep fear at the bottom of my, of my soul, my friend Alicia came up with this and planted this idea in my brain. I am so terrified, but I'm sure this is going to happen. We're going, they're going to new moon, new moon us. Zayden is going to remove himself from Violet for her own safety. Whether it's like a real breakup or it's not a breakup, but he's removed himself for her safety and they're corresponding via letters or something. He's not going to be around for a long time. And that makes me very nervous that we're going to have a Jacob Black-like character. My first suspect, suspect number one, you may ask. Yeah, it's uh, the King's son, that guy. Arik, Eric. Um, they just kind of dropped him in the story. He didn't really do anything. I feel like they're laying the groundwork for something weird. Zayden's going to be gone. He's going to be spending time with her. They'll probably like kiss once and then Zayden will like walk in and his eyes won't be red anymore and it'll be like, Hey, Violet, you miss me? Just kidding. It won't be that corny, but like, it'll be something like that. And then to have to like grapple with that. Anyway, that's my big fear. It was a very good book. I did enjoy it. Um, and now I'm just wondering what to do with my life. I convinced my friend Taylor, who was on the last episode talking about Iron Flame with me or Fourth Wing. I convinced her to read the Akatar one. So I'm thinking that maybe I might pick up the Akatar books again. I made it through two and a half of the books. I might just like carry on and go through and trying to finish the other ones i heard that book five is really good but then i've also heard that the only good thing about book five is like the sex where i'm like oh that's like that's fun or whatever but like i don't want to go read three books to get there right like i i don't need i don't need that for that's like a lot of work to get something that like i don't need you know anyway um so that's where i am Everybody let me know your Iron Flame thoughts and let me know your thoughts about uh, everything because we've been talking now for an hour and three minutes. Isn't that so fun? Everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary Arndt. I have my husband, Alex, here with me. Alex, say goodbye. Goodbye. And you can go to geometry.house and use my code WANTACHAT for, not 15, for 35% off of any of their towels. It's a steal of a deal. They're super cute. They make cute gifts, et cetera, et cetera. You heard me talk about them in the beginning of the day and you also are in the beginning of the episode and you also heard me talk about them 
on Instagram a couple times and you probably have heard every other influencer or pseudo influencer like myself talk about them incessantly over the last week. So sorry, but anyway, it is what it is. And uh, make sure to rate this podcast. Make sure to leave a review if you feel so inclined and feeling generous. Only a nice review if you can. Um, subscribe, do all those things. And you can follow us on TikTok at, at I just want to chat podcast and follow us on Instagram at, at I just want to chat podcast. I love you all. Goodbye.